please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Doug and Jesse King. Morning, everybody. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org radio. I am your host, Doug King. I am here with Jesse. And this week, we are going to be talking about a couple of ads and the upcoming convention, which date is flip flopping around. And no, all we sorts have a finalized date now. All sorts of cool things. So, Jesse, what what did you find on the internet this week that you are so hot and bothered about? So, it's not that I'm hot and bothered, I'm disturbed. So, I found these ads and you know, I, I look at several different Facebook pages every week, and, and there's some of them that I look at that are gun-related. Of course, I mean, I'm in the business of being gun-related. And it was on One Shot, One Kill It Media LLC's um, Facebook page. Okay. And they were shaking their head out. But it, the thing says it was shared originally by ConcealedNation.org. And it was about two new gun control videos that were released. It wasn't this week, but like about a week ago. And they were trying to determine which one was the worst. And I'm kind of at the same place where I can't really determine which one was the worst. But I'm going to describe both of them. So the first one is very Alice in Wonderland. You've got Alice and she's got blonde hair and and she's wearing the... The pinafore and the blue shirt underneath. All the young girls love Just Alice. Just very Alice in Wonderland. And, and you have a rabbit come up to her. And the rabbit says, I'm late, I'm late. And they're walking down a hallway. And Alice wanders off from the rabbit into a room. And the room is very um, bare, basically. There's a table and there's a, a bureau and a chair. And Alice slides the chair over to the bureau and climbs up and reaches into the jewelry box up on the bureau and pulls a gun out. Then Alice decides that she's going to look down the barrel of the gun and, and pull the trigger. Through the looking glass we go. And then it shows Alice falling backwards. And I'm like, okay, that was... Just a little slightly disturbing, right? Mm-hmm. But the next one just ticked me off. And so the the first one, um, the Alice in Wonderland video, was done by the Brady campaign. The second one was done by States United to Prevent Gun Violence. And it's called Gun Crazy. So basically they... A, re- a revamp, a reefer madness, I'm taking it? No, no. It, they take a bunch of real gun violence footage, like surveillance footage where somebody was in a town hall meeting or at a, I don't know if it was a county commissioner's meeting or what, but somebody walks in there with a, a gun and the county commissioner or whoever was the chair is saying, please don't, please don't. And then they blew him away. They took this kind of video of real gun violence, like real gun violence, and they made moviegoers believe that it was going to be a normal gun movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people enjoy those kind of movies. I mean, it's it's just the kind of movie that makes you say, I'll be back. Yeah, kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, old gangster movies. You know those kind of movies. People people watch them knowing that violence is not real, but they showed them real gun violence, 
and I, you know, I was kind of like, you know, if I paid to see a movie and then they showed me that BS, I'm afraid I'd have to sue them. Um, I get paid 250 bucks an hour to watch that kind of stuff. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I've watched, I watched a, a convenience store clerk get murdered over 12 cartons of cigarettes or 12 packs, one carton. The world is a very screwed up place, and the people that are in it are very damaged. The, the These two kids broke into the convenience store. Well, came into the convenience store. The clerk, it was late at night. It was in Cobb County. The clerk was behind the counter. The one pulls a gun. They um, try to get him to open the cash register. He makes, I, I mean, I didn't have audio. I just saw the video from the surveillance camera. He makes some kind of motion like he can't. They shot him twice. He falls over. He starts bleeding on the floor. They reach across and sweep a whole bunch of cigarette packs into a plastic bag and run. They didn't get into the cash register. They didn't take anything else except for the about 12 packs of cigarettes. And as they ran, the, the bag they had grabbed, the bottom was torn, and so they lost a pack of cigarettes all the way back across the parking lot to the parking lot of the adjoining apartment complex and up the stairs to the apartment that they were found in eventually. Well, you know, the thing that kills me about these anti-gun ads... No pun intended. They're they're targeting an audience of people that are mostly law-abiding citizens. And who are oblivious to the realities of what gun violence really is. They think that they are going to scare people enough to cause us to not want to own firearms, not want to practice our Second Amendment rights. Your, your comments about some some county commissioner meeting where the county commissioner is pleading no don't no don't yeah when i'm county commissioner next year there won't be any pleading no don't what do you mean <laughs> if someone comes into my meeting it's going to cause trouble i'll take care of it myself well i mean that's the whole point of being an armed citizen is so you can protect yourself in fact um you know their argument is always that that wasn't what our founding fathers meant with the Second Amendment. That's exactly what our founding fathers meant. And I get meant. so sick of hearing that, but I found this today, and it's a quote from George Washington. George and Washington says, didn't drive back the British with the First Amendment. No. But it says, you know, the, the Second Amendment, I'm going to quote it here, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, a right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So George Washington's quote was, A free people ought not only be armed and disciplined, but they should have sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain a status of independence from any who might attempt to abuse them, which would include their own government. Yep. So it wasn't about hunting and fishing people. It was about preserving our liberty. You know, that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid we'll preserve our liberty. I, I quote The Simpsons a lot. I think that they're terribly funny, but I think that they delivered the absolute best soliloquy on why to own a gun that I have ever heard. There are three reasons to own a gun. First is to protect yourself and your family. Right. Second is to hunt dangerous and delicious food. Uh-huh. And the third is to keep the King of England out of your face. Or the the King of America. Yeah, that's exactly what it comes down to. And and you know they they were being funny, and I know that it's incredibly liberal if you watch most of it. But my goodness, that is absolutely it. Those are the three reasons to own a gun: you protect yourself, you hunt dangerous or delicious game, you either hunt for food or you hunt because they're danger to yourself or others. Back to the first reason, and finally, you hunt you have a gun to protect yourself from the government. Yeah, I'm I'm all for hunting, and I'm all for shooting sports, and I'm all for protecting myself. 
And so I agree with all parts of that sentiment <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And it's a rare thing to get such a a condensation of brilliance from a cartoon. But my goodness, they just hit the nail over the head with that. Well, you know, I'm getting so sick of the anti-gun ads. It, it makes me sick. Back in the fall, there was one that was from the NRA, and they took – and made a parody of that one where the lady that was in the one that was released from the NRA, it was every town, by the way, every town did this one, where she like blows her head off with the gun she's talking about at the end of the the gun ad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they claim, well, there were so many deaths, blah, 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 because of gun violence this year. They consider suicides gun violence. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, I have a different view on that, I guess. But if you're hurting yourself, I guess that would be violence towards yourself. But I don't consider that gun violence. I consider that a person who just couldn't take anymore. They also uh, include police shootings of, of suspects or criminals in those numbers of death by gun. Yeah, they they died by gun. And I guess the violence was the criminal because the criminal was obviously violent for the police to have to shoot them well police sometimes shoot people justifiedly and sometimes not justifiedly and it is a violent act and i'm not going to discredit that but i'm going to say it's a little bit different when a homeowner shoots a robber when a policeman shoots a a someone who has someone with a a knife to their throat or when a kid gets its mother's gun out of its purse because its mother's an irresponsible twit yeah i mean there's a whole (laughs) bunch of different layers to this that's kind of hard to group together unless you're trying to make a political point and and that's exactly it it's it's all about presenting your side of an argument in such a way that it looks good but the reality is is when you strip the argument down and all of their evidence down to the bare bones you realize it's not really an argument at all it's just a a bunch of manipulated statistics and unrealistic emotions they're afraid of people that have been through background checks that have weapons carry licenses and you know i'm sitting over here like i've been through a background check what have you guys been how do i know i can trust you guys yeah that's why i carry a gun because i've been through a background check but you guys haven't well, you know, you and I are going to take a little different tact here because I'm, I don't think that you should have to go through all this malarkey to be allowed to carry a gun. I oh, think I don't that, think you should either. But while I, since I have, I'm going to use it as a higher ground against them. Yeah, I can understand. But, you know, I come from Alaska where they don't have to do any of that sort of garbage. You can just carry a, a rifle or a shotgun or a handgun as long as you're not hurting anybody with it. But, you know, the odd thing there, in Alaska, handguns are seen as not being kosher. Walking around with a handgun, I got a lot of stares and a lot of looks that I didn't get with a rifle or shotgun. Folks, we're up to a commercial break, so we'll be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, everybody. We, when we left for commercial break, we were talking about the the gun laws in Alaska and how it was kind of not kosher to carry a handgun. Why? Well, it wasn't the laws that made it not kosher. There was just public opinion. And if I carried on my hip, you know, something that I was – particularly something that was not suitable as a – um, bear defense gun, right? You know, if I had my Smith & Wesson 500, I didn't get anywhere near the looks that I got from carrying a 1911. 
But if you carried a 1911 or you carried a Glock, you got a lot more hard stairs than you did if you were carrying, honestly, a rifle or shotgun on your back. And I remember going into NNN Foods and seeing people carry a rifle or shotgun slung across their back, go in there, buy groceries and come out carrying the rifle the whole time, not think anything of it. But when I went in with, with a holstered handgun, I got a lot harder stairs. And that was way back at the beginning before I even was known in the area for what my job was, which also got hard stairs later on. But Well, it caused you to not be able to buy groceries at the same grocery store. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the issue there is is that handguns were seen as being only good for killing a person, whereas a rifle or shotgun were seen to be tools of, of a natural way of life. Apparently, they've never seen a Smith & Wesson 500, because I'm pretty sure you could take down a bear with that puppy. Uh, it's iffy, Probably to be not honest. at long range. You no, even at close closer. range. I knew somebody who had, had pumped five rounds of 500 into a bear and still had to wait it out up the top of a tree. What about a moose? Moose, you know what caliber you use for moose? What? Two, two, three. Really? Yeah. Huh? You know why? Because they are easily killed. No, because you want to shoot them in the brain pan with something that's accurate for long distance. Gotcha. And drop it before the adrenaline kicks in. Because the moment the adrenaline kicks in, the meat's ruined. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you want them to be dead before Talking they know about hit them. Tough and bitter meat. That and, would be. A- and you can shoot a two two three a lot easier and more accurately than you can a three oh eight or forty five seventy. So if all you're trying to do is take a headshot, if you hit it, you've got it. If you miss, you just go and get your next moose. You know, up there people are hunting for meat and they're not hunting for trophies. Because you can walk around and pick up all the moose antlers you want. We had moose antlers in our backyard. I wish I had a set of moose antlers. I'd put them up in the house no you wouldn't they wouldn't fit they're huge yeah you ever see the picture i had from the back of the the truck the alaska trooper truck no but when i was expediting i almost hit a moose and i remember how big his antlers were they were huge yeah those little i mean i was inches from him lower lower 48 baby moose rhode island yeah i'm telling you those aren't those aren't moose those are like mooselets actually i think it was in vermont i the the head of this thing jess it was in the center of an F-250 pickup truck, and the moose antlers extended three feet out on either side of the truck. That's insane. Think about that. The head's in the center of an F-250, and the antlers are three feet past the edges of the bed of the truck, sticking out. So have you seen the news coming from the Mariana Islands, which is a U.S. territory? A protectorate, yes. Yeah. The governor of the U.S., territory protectorate the mariana islands has um started a one thousand dollars per pistol tax and he wants it to be a role model for the entire united states yeah you know what that leads to it leads to dan west criminals not having to pay a tax and people like me and you having to pay a tax dan wesson and desert eagles taking off why? Because with a Desert Eagle, you can switch between um, three different barrel lengths and four different calibers all on the same gun. With a Dan Wesson, you can switch out. There's a, that new one. I, I brought it up a couple weeks ago. They were having a switch cylinder gun that um, I, I guess it was Korth that was making it, where you can change the caliber and the barrel length on a revolver. You can switch it anything from 22 up to 454 Casual. 
So, yeah, there are some countries that have uh, you can only own one gun or you can only own two guns. In countries like that, the switch caliber guns become incredibly popular. And you can switch caliber things like a 1911, but the hand fitting that goes into it makes it cost prohibitive compared to a Desert Eagle where all you have to do is flip a switch and pull the barrel off and put another one on. This um, gentleman's, uh, and I use that term very loosely loosely ralph torres governor ralph torres he says it's meant to improve the safety of law enforcement and the community so basically we're going to make the law-abiding citizens pay an extra fine but the criminals are going to get off scot-free and somehow this is going to make it safer see this is the deal they they can't differentiate between law-abiding citizens and criminals well, the, the truth is is that they think that laws make a difference, and laws do not. The, the laws only make a difference to law-abiding citizens. And even then, it's iffy, because I'm getting to where I'm like, oh, we can't carry there. Um, a crap I do not give. <laughs> so, you know, it's not against the law in Georgia to carry a gun into a movie theater. And Georgia Carey, their official stance is for us to obey the signs and try not to um be disruptive or or make a a fuss about it i'm I'm a huge proponent of small business and i think small businesses should make the decisions that they think are socially equitable and and have social conscience but i think there are consequences to that too i think that i don't frequent stores who have policies i don't like well i mean i've been boycotting target for almost two years now not yeah. about a bathroom policy, but because of a gun policy. Yeah, well, you know what? Before you even thought about boycotting Target, I was booing Mark Dayton to his face. Who's Mark Dayton? The owner of Target. Okay, because I could give a crap about him. The Dayton Hudson Corporation owns Target, and then yeah. they changed it to be Target owning Dayton Hudson's. Dayton of Dayton Hudson's is Mark Dayton. He's the sole surviving heir. He was the running for senator in the in Minnesota when I was at the University of Minnesota, and he marched in the the homecoming parade and i booed the man i thought the eyes were going to pop out of his head and roll across the floor because he was getting booed in his home territory at the u of m oh it hurt his feelings probably he 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 should have been able to hold up his stress sign like the college kids over here at what where's your alma mater i emory Emory, yeah. There's a, somebody wrote Trump on the sidewalk in talk. I am stressed and need therapy now, and the school should pay for it. No, what you need before the Trump was ever written on the sidewalk was a checkup from the neck up and some very good psycho- psych meds. Because these kids are, are off the chain crazy. And they're entitled, like so entitled. <coughs> It kills me, and that's why Bernie is doing good. <laughs> well, Bernie's doing good because he's not Hillary Clinton. And well, he was the only person who's crazy enough to run against Hillary Clinton. He is kind of crazy. Well, it takes someone crazy to run against the Clintons. Just remember Vince Foster. And see, that's why Trump could beat out the Clintons. I'm, I'm afraid he's crazy enough to run against the Clintons. Yeah, well, then you got Ted Cruz, who is going to win through losing. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, let's make sure that Trump doesn't get his number, and then we'll just steal steal Ted, the... Ted Cruz is all, so I've chosen a running mate, and I'm going to choose the loser, Carly Fiorina. Everybody, a round of applause for Carly Fiorina, and the crowd's quiet. Yeah. He's like, huh, that's probably a good sign, right? 
Like, that's not that big of a deal. Well, when when your campaign relies on dirty tricks, then the less attention it draws to it, the better off you are, right? Yeah. I mean, when you win Colorado without a single vote being cast for you, that's how you win elections, man, is you just, you know, you you get the, the electors and you don't worry about the votes. He's playing wh- whose line is it anyway, where the votes don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the Republican well, Party's kind of playing that right now. The lines are made up and the votes don't matter. <laughs> Good Lord. And I have no problems in that category and trump is out with his hands a feet a a foot apart you know well i don't know ted cruz's mistresses may have something to 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 say about that too oh my gosh you know what come of that i don't know it just came and went you know suddenly he's not getting any votes in the christian conservative category yeah and everybody's like "Eh." he doesn't need their votes he doesn't need votes at all he wins without them He's going to win on that Grandpa Munster smile of his, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I the saw the funniest Lola. thing. It was a picture of him, and it morphed into Grandpa Munster. Mm-hmm. Over and over, it was one of those gifs. Yeah. And I laughed so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I snorted. It was hilarious. I don't know. We, we're in trouble this year. I mean... If Ted Cruz steals a nomination away from Donald Trump, and I'm no huge Donald Trump supporter, it's not like you know I'm out there sending him money and jumping up and down. I just recognize that he's going to win the nomination. He's going to have far more votes than Ted Cruz will. Okay, he's going to have far more votes, and I think that Ted Cruz is still going to get the nomination. I feel like the Republican Party is playing games. If Ted Cruz steals the nomination away from the majority of voters who voted for Donald Trump, I will vote for Hillary Clinton. If I'm going to vote for evil, I'm voting for the greater of two evils. Forget the rest of it. I'm not going to vote for someone who stole an election. I agree. But at the same time, I'm not going to vote for Hillary Clinton. I stayed home last time. So I'm going to vote for whichever Libertarian Party candidate at that point. John McAfee. And I'm going to try to encourage everybody I know to vote for whichever Libertarian candidate is nominated. Because they haven't nominated McAfee yet. No. There's several different guys in the running, and we'll see. Yeah. Gary, Gary Paul Johnson, is he's a great guy, but he lost, he's lost, and he's lost, and he's lost. And I think you should only have one bite at a certain seat. I mean, if you run for – I can see you running for, like, you know, county commissioner and then running for state senate or running for governor. Or district or, court judge. Or, or court judge, yeah. But I don't think you should turn and run for president, and then when you lose, run for president, and when you lose, run for president, and then come back and say, you know, I've run for president four times. It's my turn. Well, I mean, if you can run for president and then lose and then suddenly – be somebody's running mate as the vice president which i think is asinine too if we didn't want him as president we don't want him as uh oh you got assassinated president yeah <laughs> one heartbeat away yeah you know we can make that work anyway folks we're at a commercial break we will be right back and now back to georgiacarry.org radio with doug and jesse king Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio. I am Doug King. I'm here with Jesse. We're in studio this week, and we've been talking about everything under the sun, and particularly some some ads that came out that neither one of us cared very much for, and a little bit of presidential politics because things are just getting ridiculous up on that end. And and we're looking ahead to summer now. Jesse, you just bought an RV. I did. 
And you're and going you know to I'm travel on, state to state. But you know where I'm really planning on going in the RV? I'm going to go to the GeorgiaCarry.org convention. No papers? I'm, I'm going to sleep in my RV and not pay for a room. In your face convention center. No, <laughs> I mean, really. So um, the convention has been scheduled this year. And then rescheduled. And then rescheduled, yes. And I'm glad they rescheduled it because the original scheduling just happened to be during a weekend where I was going to be at another convention. And I was a little disappointed that I wasn't going to get for, to go. For being unconventional, you should go to a lot of conventions. What can I say? You do, too. I don't get to go to any convention. You went no, to the Trump convention. That wasn't a convention. That was a, a political rally. That was a convention. <laughs> they were. They were the only thing that they were selling there were their own yard signs, and I was scratching my head on that. And one. number stickers. Yeah. How many cars can you drive at once? I don't know. How many t- people do you want to have see your sticker? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's arrogance right there. Kind of arrogance. You know what happened here? What? Trump is arrogant. Oh, know? yeah. So they're like, so how many are we allowed to give him? He's like, one. I paid for those out of my own pocket. I didn't get rich by giving everybody crap for free. This is the Republican Party. We're not some hippie give everybody stuff for free Democrats. Make them pay for them. <laughs> You know he did. Yeah, I can kind of see that. <laughs> if they can't pay for one, they're a loser. We don't need them anyway, losers. <laughs> wow. You even sound like him. In fact, when you said that, your hair kind of looked my like hair him. right here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. So what do they do at convention? Which convention? The the GCO convention. They convene. Uh, see here, I thought you were talking about Jim Barry Nails convention. They do convene. Um, apparently, there is an auction, a silent auction, a poker game, a poker game, poker. I hardly even knew her. There's, um, I guess, a happy hour or cocktail hour or something. Guns and booze. Guns and booze. That sounds like a lot of fun. If only there was a shooting range involved. They've done it for how many years now? Eight? Eight or ten years. Nobody's ever had. This is the eighth annual, actually. Nobody's ever had an incident. Yeah. And there's been guns and booze the whole time. There's been, not only has there been guns and booze, but there's there's been guns, guns, booze, and Mark Gilbert. Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) Where I was going. By the way, there was an article in the the news this last week about a guy who got shot by his cat, and it filled me with fear for poor Mark Gilbert, because he puts up pictures of his cat all the time. His cat's always pissed looking. Yeah, that's the thing. He's always like, oh, there's the look of love, and I'm looking at this cat, I'm like, that cat's thinking, plotting on how to kill you, dude. And now that they've found out how to use guns, I mean, the man's life is in danger, and he doesn't even realize it. So how did the cat fire the gun? The story was the cat pushed off the counter and it went off which i don't buy i i think that if you have a lightning connector glock where it's a three and a half pound trigger pull and you don't have a safety on it a cat could very easily pull the trigger well your cat got mad at you and knocked your phone off of the ironing board that was not my cat that did that let's be honest it was my cat (laughs) yes my cat's a good cat right your cat dips her paw into my glass of milk and licks it. She's smart. She's smart enough to take a whole glass of milk away from me. Yes, she is. Yes. Anyway. She doesn't do that to the almond milk, though. <laughs> no, she doesn't like the almond milk. We were talking about the convention. Um, the convention is August 5th through the 8th this year, isn't it? I believe so. I want to. might have to check a calendar here again. Mm. One more shot at the calendar. We're going to check real quick just to make sure. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's 5th through the 7th, right? 
Um, I know the 5th is right. That's the Friday where it starts. And um, the tickets are on sale. I believe you can get those from the website, georgiacarry.org, or possibly from your local chapter meeting. If you go to your local chapter meeting and ask how to get tickets, you can get them there. There's going to be a speaker this year, and I'm not really sure who that is. I haven't seen any real clear I thought it was you. No, I'm going to be on a panel of women. Oh. We're going to have a women's discussion this year, which we've never had before. And I'm one of the panelists. I'm going to talk about what it's like to be a Second Amendment chick on the radio Can I get involved in panel? politics. Can you get involved in that panel? Yeah. I don't know. Which bathroom do you use at Target? Well, I, <laughs> for that panel, I'll identify. You'll identify? Mm-hmm. You're going to identify as a Second Amendment woman? There we go. Can I shave your face and put makeup on you? No. Not identifying that You could far. probably fit into one of my dresses. Oh, no. It might be a little big. I'm losing some weight. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, that was horrible. It was. But anyway, I'm kind of looking forward to convention. You spoke not last year, but the year, year before. before. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't much. It was some sort of a discussion on, I don't even remember what I was supposed to be talking about. It turned into praising John Monroe for the hard actions he was taking on getting campus carry through and and trying to hype people up to, to get them more involved with the group because... Whatever I was supposed to be talking about was not nearly as interesting as what was happening in the legislature and in the judiciary at the time. Right. And that's coming up again. I've got uh, on Tuesday, I've got an arraignment I'm waving in my big case that's going to change the world. You need to file speedy on that. I am going to. We're going to kick it into high gear. When is the governor got to veto that bill so that By we're the all first safe? of November, or not November. May. May. First week of May. But yeah. I'm afraid he's not going to veto it. I think he's just going to let it lay and not sign it, and it just accidentally becomes law, and then not put it on the books again. Yeah, that's... Because that's how he does things. Yeah. We sure got a deal with that one, didn't we? Yeah. Governor, let's make a deal. We'll know better than to reelect him when the governor's up for reelection. Yeah, he can't run again. That's that's why he can do whatever he oh, wants. Oh, he can't run again? There's a limit on how many terms they can do in Georgia? Yeah. I don't think it's like that in West Virginia. I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, West Virginia has permitless carry now. I heard. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So it's I, pretty does, soon. Are we still reciprocal with them because of that? I believe so. I know that we're now reciprocal with Virginia where we were not, right? correct that excites me because now i can go and visit my dad as of july 1st when that goes into effect i think it goes into effect july 1st might have been april 1st either way when it goes into effect we i can go visit my father without having to worry about my firearm because we can go up through tennessee and over to virginia and not have to worry about south carolina right in your face south carolina you lost my well south carolina dollars south carolina's talking about doing getting becoming reciprocal with georgia there was something that's pending this year i think it's actually further for us to go that way to his house than to go up and around not yeah. sure we'll check. I, I, it's it's only a matter of time before every state has constitu- constitutional carry even georgia not every state, because New York and California are going to dr- dig their heels in and drag their feet. Yeah, well, you know, that's the beauty of a federal constitution. Well, you know, if we do that whole, um, if we can get a majority, we can do that whole gay marriage thing on it. 
Well, I, Trump has been talking about that there should be reciprocity just like driver's licenses. I, I like, agree with him. Wow. That's genius, right? Yes, thank you. I mean, you know, people sell him short. But I mean, you still have to follow the state's laws where you are. going into your state. Yeah, I mean. And I mean, the same thing happens with your driver's license. If you drive into Virginia, you're not allowed to have that radar detector. You better take it down, roll the cord around it, and stick it in the glove box. Or, or if you go from a .10 state to a .08 state on your DUIs. Or you go from a state that has a number to Georgia where any amount at all. Or you, when I was a child, went from West Virginia to Ohio. As you was crossing the bridge, you had to put your seatbelt on. Yeah. Because in West Virginia, there were no seatbelt laws. But when you got into Ohio, oh, buddy, they'd fry you. Yeah. So my mom, my dad made us wear our seatbelts all the time because he was very important safety. We called him Mr. Safety. But his job was... um, Part of his job was making sure that people were following safety product protocols at a power plant. So he was very um, safety conscious. So every time we got in the car, it was, I'm not moving the car till the seatbelts are on. My mom was like, we're almost in Ohio. Put your seatbelts on. <laughs> now, he taught you how to shoot, didn't he? Yeah, he did teach me how to shoot. My dad and the rifles. My dad did not do handguns. In fact, I think probably... I wouldn't say the first time my dad has fired a handgun, but the most my dad has ever fired a handgun was probably when he visited us at Thanksgiving. Well, he got a he got a little sampling there. I don't have much, but <laughs> he got to play with some of your toys. He was pretty amazed. Yeah, but how did I mean? How did it go when he was teaching you, Mister Safety, teaching you how to use a, a it, rifle? It went just like one of your classes where you teach somebody how to use a gun properly. It is, this is the safe protocols, this is what you do, and if you vary from this, I'm going to take it away, and we're not going to go any further, because he was my dad, and I was like, oh, seven, (laughs) you know, but I was younger than that. The first gun he got me was a a dart gun that shot these little rubber darts that had suction cups on the end, Mm -hmm. and I would say I was probably about four or maybe five, and I was shooting that at a little... um, there was a, a little target that was made for it and suction it. But if, he told me that if I pointed it at anybody or if I wasn't conscious about where I was pointing it, he'd take it away. Mm-hmm. Well, I pointed it at, at Tiffany and he took it away for two weeks. And uh, I learned my lesson there. Well, then he upgraded me to a little Daisy BB gun, you know. Um, it wasn't Red Rider. It was Daisy, and it was kind of like the one John has where you, you know, leave her. One pump, and there you go. Yeah, and then he upgraded me to the one that was a bolt-action BB gun, and then he upgraded me to a twenty-two. Were they all spring, or were some of them CO2? They were all spring. Um, My dealings with CO2 um, guns were with my first husband who's you know passed away now but we used to have um, pellet guns that were co2 and we did a lot of target practicing in the backyard and because of his abuse of nature i I took a pellet to the back of my head once and had to have it kind of uh removed that was fun well he, he was stupid and we were teenagers you know you can't mix stupidity and firearms we're coming up on a commercial break we'll be back with our last segment in just a few minutes Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. And we're back 
and we were talking about my childhood experiences with firearms. Well, you know, we've been talking about the convention, and it, going to the convention is a great thing. Uh, the tickets, what are the tickets running now? I have no idea, but last year, I think they were like 120. Yeah, I think that's right. I and think that's about right. They, there's not only are there going to be panels and speakers and special guests, but lifetime members get to meet with the speaker on a, at a, a luncheon. There's a board member panel discussion. There's a silent auction. There are vendors, and there's a poker game the night before. That sounds like fun. So there, there's lots of opportunities at the convention. But to, to get into the convention, you really need to be a GeorgiaCarry.org member. Yeah, and the way you become a member is you go to the website, GeorgiaCarry.org. And you just go to the left side, click, um, scroll down to where it says membership, click there, and you fill out the online form, put in your credit card info, and bada bing, you're a member. That's the easiest way to become a member, but it's not the only way. There are lots of opportunities where you can join georgecarry.org, including just about every gun show. And festival. They were at the big shanty festival a few weeks ago. There's more festivals coming up. Shaking knees coming up. Kicking boots, not shaking knees. No, shaking knees is first, and then then shaking boots. Kicking boots. Okay. And shaking knee festival. What's yeah, that? It's it's the alternative rock version of the the kicking boots. I'm pretty sure it's shaking boots because they're they're connected to each other. Let me take a look while while you talk about what Mark Gilbert does at these these these. Well, um, Mark Gilbert is very reliable. We keep mentioning him, and, and we do some of it in jest because he's one of our friends. But he's very reliable, and he goes and volunteers. And you can come out as a member and volunteer at one of the festivals and, and help other people learn about Georgia's gun laws and help sign them up as members. And it only takes a couple hours of your time on a week. Okay, it is shaking Shaky knees and shaky boots. Shaky boots. I thought it was the Kicking Boots Festival. That would have been a better name. Anyway, you can come out and volunteer and help sign people up. It's a good way to give back to your community and, and get more involved. You can also come to your local chapter meetings and sign up at a local chapter meeting. You can find those on Facebook. Is, there's one coming up in Tifton. And, um, either this weekend or next weekend. I don't remember. I saw the mini update come out. And the South Georgia chapter is going to be doing theirs in Tifton, um, which is very centrally located for most of the people down that way. I mean, Valdosta is a bit of a stretch if you live in in Tai Tai or one of the other um, more far flung locales. But Tifton's right down there, smack dab. In the, it's going to be at the Scott Barn in Tifton. Uh, Saturday, May 28th from 6 to 10 p.m. Cost for dinner is 10 bucks. It's going to consist of carved roast beef, taters. Veggie. What are taters? I guess it's a form of potatoes. I don't know. What are taters, my precious? Veggies, yeast rolls, and dessert. Due to seating restrictions, attendance will be limited to the first 60 members to RSVP online. They're needing volunteers for the USCCA Expo. What is that? Um, that is happening today from 9 to 6 at the, the Georgia International Convention Center in Atlanta. and t- Which is neither international nor conventional. It'll also be tomorrow from 10 to 6. They're needing some help, and you can contact Bruce Greenfield at 678-662-9498. Or you can just call him for a good time, too. And now that we've got his number out on the air, if you feel you just want to talk to somebody, call Bruce. That's just not very nice. It's just not very nice. (laughs) But, you know, I I knew you were like that when I married you, so it's cool. 
Um, the convention tickets aren't mentioned here. They are talking about the fundraiser for GeorgiaCarry.org. Yes. Where they're doing a raffle. Is it a raffle? It is a raffle. For an AR-15? The winner of the South Georgia Chapter GCO AR-15 rifle will be announced at the dinner in Tifton. The rifle that the South Georgia Chapter has been building at previous events, definitely one of a kind, has been built by GCO members. The pictures just don't do it justice. Are they still selling um, tickets for it? Yes, they are. There's uh, Until they hit 60. Oh, and they're also going to be doing um, a silent auction at the convention. Mm-hmm. And if you have anything to donate, you can email fundraiser at georgiacarry.org. Or you can call Chuck Turney, but I know better than to give his phone number out. 867-5309. Ah, ah, ah. <gasps> oh, Lord. No, that's not a real number for him. But um, you can d- donate items to help fundraise for our lovely state and our cause of changing our gun laws yep always a good thing to do if you have a small business great way to get some advertising and show your support for georgiacarry.org show your support for people who intend to carry and who want to come support your local business even as you support this great institution you you can always become a corporate sponsor yes and um, there's different levels of sponsorship but if you sponsor, then you get mentioned on georgiacarry.org's website. You can even become a diamond sponsor. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. We have um, our sponsor for the radio show here is one of the diamond sponsors, I believe. I think so. Um, that would be U.S. Law Shield, by the way. We're going to mention them, U.S. Law Shield. So anyway, if you're listening to the show online... Why? You don't have to. Don't listen to us. Seriously, don't. Don't do it online. He's, he's kidding. Totally <laughs> in jest. But you could be listening on your radio station. That's so much better. If you will contact your local radio station say, hey, there's this great show, and I'd love to hear it on your station, email us and tell us who you talk to. And we will follow up. We sure will. In fact, we will become their best friends. They will not be able to shake us. We'll be on their on at their their doorstep, ringing their bell all day until they finally let us on your station. I am so the queen can, of the follow up call, so you can listen to us without having to burn your precious bandwidth. Yep. Don't listen to us online. Syndication. That's the ticket, laddie. And you can listen to us online if you want. That and transparent aluminum. Transparent aluminum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What an odd invention. Aye, that's the ticket, laddie. Anyway. I was, I had the, the fun of, of meeting a, another GeorgiaCarry.org member last week. Her name was Chelsea, and she's from Bremen, Georgia. And we Shout got, out Corner. Shout out Corner. Um, I love to meet other GeorgiaCarry.org ladies. I'm trying to make me some friends in the gun community here. Um, I moved here from out of state, and it was hard for me to, to make new friends because we live in, in a neighborhood where people are either very standoffish or faces of meth i'm kind of scared of both of them <laughs> i don't know that that one guy came over and he wanted to talk to your husband real politely he says is the man of the house home i said why and <laughs> i want to talk to him well you can want in one hand and crap in the other <laughs> no i didn't say that but he had me pretty upset that's for sure like the woman was too bad too um 
bad to talk to or insignificant. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of like the decision maker on this because it was when we were putting in the house for Doug's mom. And I was the one doing most of the con- dealing with contractors. And hey, he's like, I well, found, I just wanted to tell I you there's a septic the plumber, tank down here. I found the roofer. And I, I dealt with air. all of the all of the inspectors. And there was only one inspector. No, there were two. There was the one from the tax office that tried to tell me that the house was too small to put on the property. Yeah, the, apparently a, a what a twenty six by forty four is less than a thousand square feet. Math was not a strong suit. No kidding. You can tell he went to Bartow County Schools. Like, okay. Oh, dude. I mean, seriously, you just you multiply. You don't add those numbers together. <laughs> It's like he added them together and took the square root. It was bad. Yeah. So they're like, well, you know, it's not quite big enough. I'm like, it's only 44 square foot short. I understand we're going to apply for variance. Okay, I'm cool. Yeah. But it's not that small. So then the actual county inspector, like the supervisor of all the other inspectors, comes out and measures it himself. And he's like, oh. So he's like, you know what? You're right. He's like, I'm going to kind of mention to them that his math skills may not be so great. And I'm like, just don't let him calculate people's taxes, for the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, your your tax burden cannot ever equal I, right? No, the square root of negative I. <laughs> just saying. That's a, a number that can't even exist. It's so imaginary. There you go. But anyway, we're... Your tax com- burden should be imaginary. Anyway, we are right. We're at the end of the show. Folks, um, I hope that you've enjoyed the show. Tune in next week. If you're not listening to us on, on a local station, let us get on your local station. Until then, so we'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. This has been GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.